Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Today we discuss about very important topic for many uh, people today, for students, for young people who uh, are looking for ways how to grow today, how to create their startups, how to grow. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Palak Kana. How are you? Hi, I just love the energy. So hi, everyone. I am Palak and it's such a pleasure being here. Thank you. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure because I love learning. I love uh, to get something new. And what I found on your LinkedIn profile, you don't copy others. You have your own journey, unique way. So tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about your story. Okay, so hi, everyone. I am Palak. I am 19 years old. So in terms of what I do, uh, I am a full-time student as of now, but I love to you know venture out on things I'm passionate about. I have my own organization. I'm a social entrepreneur. It's called Break the Ice, where we try to literally break the ice about taboo topics and stigmatized topics. Everything that society doesn't want to talk about, essentially. And along with that, I'm working as a regional officer for Asia Pacific. And yes, and all things sustainable, basically. So that's that's a little bit about my journey, honestly. Nice, nice. You know, um, I, I love it. I love it that you get uh, this information that you need to break the ice, you know, uh, in this age. Because, you know... Uh, it took for a while for me to understand that I don't need to copy others. It's better to be yourself, to find unique way, because if you copy others, uh, nobody cares, you know, because it's the same. People want to get something new. Can you tell how you found these ideas to be yourself, uh, to uh, find unique way and to break ice for uh, someone else? <laughs> Okay, so I think that's uh, an interesting question. Uh, for the longest time, I have been the biggest introvert. I used to never talk to anyone. I just had a close group of friends and close uh, ones that I used to just talk about my daily life with, not even my emotions or feelings. Uh, fast forward to the pandemic, I overheard this conversation between my mom and my domestic help. She had had her periods at our place. She was shying away from the conversation. And I was, I took my mom to the side and I told her, what are we doing? Uh, this is the 21st century. Why are we not talking about things which are natural? And why are we pushing forward the stigmas? So I think that is where the idea came from. And I just thought to myself, as an introvert, I don't even talk about my feelings. How am I supposed to talk about things which are not talked about? But then I thought, I'll just take the leap of faith. If it works, it works. Otherwise, we will try to, you know, break those taboos in whichever way possible. So that's how Break the Ice was formed. We thought not just menstruation, anything taboo, and we'll cover it. So mental health, gender equality, climate change, menstruation, anything and everything. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. You know, for me, it's very important to be yourself. It doesn't matter. Introvert, extrovert. It's better to be yourself. Once I read, uh, read a book about a girl. She was introvert, uh, so introvert. And But when she decided to post content about herself, uh, a million people started to follow her. Million people are the same, you know. So she could surround herself with a million followers who, uh, uh, who don't want to copy someone who, I don't know, copy others, you know, because uh, uh, you uh, can be a bad copy, but you uh, can be unique by playing mm -hmm. yourself. 
love it. Okay. Uh, I'm interested about breaking uh, the ice. Can you tell uh, how you form this name? I love it. You know, I like it because for me, it's very important to use not generic methods. So any ideas how you form this uh, name? So I think after the, uh, you know, the moment when I realized I want to create a platform like this, I thought, what should I name it that would not just interest people, but also be very, very meaningful. And in a conversation, we were talking about breaking the ice with strangers. And that's when it clicked to me, why not name it something which people would want to talk about? You know, when you say break the ice, people are like, what are we breaking the ice about? Because if you randomly tell them about taboo topics, they would be like, why are we talking about it? You know, we'd, we're not supposed to talk about them. And the moment you say break the ice, you realize, okay, it's the ultimate aim. You are breaking the ice about things which are important. So I think that's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about uh, engagement uh, on LinkedIn. I see uh, your people love your content, you know, uh, a lot of engagement, likes, comments. So any insights how to do it? Because many content creators struggle to get uh, high engagement and uh, they use best practices. I usually tell them don't use best practices because uh, best practices are good for someone. But if you're good with writing, but best practice is to film, uh, it's not a good idea. It's better to use your uh, strong side. Any uh, tips uh, for someone how to find uh, the best practice that works for them uh, and get this engagement? Okay, so I think uh, I really don't practice any... Uh you know, strategies in general. I've been experimenting with everything that I'm passionate about. So I think it's just about being yourself. Like you were mentioning initially, the ultimate goal is to be yourself even with your content. If you're authentic with it, even if you don't have a niche, I don't have a niche. I just talk about everything that I want to talk about. You know, it there is an overarching niche of social impact, but I don't have a specific niche. So even if you don't have a niche, just talk about anything that you feel like you can add value through. And people would love to engage with it because people love to get value and especially on platforms like linkedin where people are not just coming for personal stuff they want to be inspired and they want to learn more so i think the, the main strategy is just being authentic and sticking to it for a long time because i've seen a lot of people of my age of elder um you know age brackets as well they just quit after a while i was the same person i just stuck to it once and that's you know how it just became successful so i think just stick to it and be authentic Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, because today uh, it's not a good idea to game system to uh, try to understand these algorithms because they change all the time. You know, Google can change, LinkedIn can change. And if something works today, uh, it doesn't mean it will work tomorrow. And uh, mm -hmm. But when you think about human being, then all algorithms will love your content. So can you tell where you get all these ideas? Uh, it's a, a second struggle that uh, content creators have to find ideas, to be consistent. Any insights about that? Okay, so I think in terms of content, I just, uh, I batch create mostly. Uh, other than, you know, when I have an event or when I actually learn something on the very day. Usually I batch create, I sit on a Sunday and I brainstorm about things that I want to talk about in that week. Things which would be personal uh, things that I'm passionate about, things which would add value and some which would just add that fun element to a boring feed if you're coming to it after a long day. So I usually take four aspects. I just sit on a Sunday and I write my content. So I think practically whenever I have a creator block, I just observe other people. I think on LinkedIn, there are so many people who are creating such solid content and we, we kind of ignore it. 
So I think honestly, just observing, getting inspired also works very well when you feel like you're having a creator block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's talk about getting the first engagement. You know, uh, for example, if someone register uh, account and uh, after posting content, nobody cares, you know, uh, zero likes, probably a few likes. Okay, a few likes, a few comments, not a lot. So tell how to grow, you know, how to grow uh, from uh, completely scratch. Okay, so I think again, like I was saying, uh, consistency would be one of the major ones. Stick to it for at least one month. That's when you'll really realize where you're going wrong and where you're going right. And then just stick to the right for a long time so that you can get the engagement and the followers or the numbers or the opportunities you're looking for. Along with that, I think something I learned through the many courses that I did on LinkedIn was that you also need to have an optimized profile on LinkedIn. I think I've seen yours. It's such a good profile. For so a lot of people can take inspiration from you and from other creators who have such solid optimized profiles to know that you, because you need an optimized profile to actually get the followers. If you're looking to get a following, people might read your post. It might appear on their feeds, but what would make them follow you is a completely different story. So how you show your story, how you show your work, how you show your failures as well is something which would create your optimized profile. And that's when you get your first engagement. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. I see in your profile, do uh, you always post uh, your photos, personal photos. So can you tell uh, uh, how it helps to get this engagement? And uh, because I see uh, uh, posts with your photos get a lot of engagement. Any insights about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're understanding uh, other, you know, the platforms, I think LinkedIn pushes pictures a lot. And personally, I've also always felt like I engage more with pictures because I get to know the person behind the post. I feel like there's a humanly connect to them. So I always add pictures, but I try to add equal value to the post, not just adding a random picture, but also adding equal value. Because when you combine the two, that's when people realize, okay, this is a human who's talking about this much value and she's giving this much value. So let's just like her, you know, support her and engage with her. Because if you just post pictures, people after a point of time will realize maybe this is a waste of time. If you only post valuable content, people will love it. But they'll feel like there is some aspect of humanly nature lacking. When you do both, that's when people are like, wow, okay, this is great. So, mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, let's talk about uh, creating content. I mean, like combining uh, photos and text. Because, you know, texts are foundation. Uh, people read them. Uh, they uh, check out photos. Can you tell how to find the right balance? Because I see some influencers just write. Some influencers uh, just share photos. You use both. Any insights how to combine uh, to get high engagement? So when I'm uh, when I'm putting pictures, it's usually when it's related to the text or some event that I actually learned from or whatever I'm talking about in it. When it's text, it's more of deep value, just things that I want to talk about. Like I was saying, I sit on a Sunday and I create my you know content. That's when I write things that are coming to my head. And if I find a picture which is very, very relevant to it, only then do I add it. So I think finding the right balance is relatively easy. Whenever you feel like you don't have a relevant picture, don't post it. Post the content. People might value it much more than a random picture going with that solid content. So I think that's where you find the balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we have uh, a very active uh, person, uh, Samia Kumari. Uh, if I pronounce mm-hmm. correctly, I'm sorry, I'm Ukrainian. You know, I'll try my best all the time. But you know, uh, she shares about ChatGPT. What do you think? Is it a good idea to use this tool today for content creation? 
I have a mixed opinion, honestly. I feel like it can be completely transforming for a lot of industries, including content creation. But I also feel like, again, there would be a lack of a humanly connect. AI can bring everything but a humanly aspect to everything. So I think it might help you getting the text. But for you to actually tell your story, you would also need your own skills and your own emotions to be added to it. So mixed feelings here. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, let's talk about uh, choosing the right social media. Uh, I see you're super active on LinkedIn. What about other social media? And uh, can you tell for someone who is looking for ways to grow on social media, how to choose the right one? I think it depends on the person's priorities. Uh, I think Instagram is more for personal content or if you really want to grow as a video content creator. There is no going back from understanding reels on Instagram, right? They are trending. They would take you and they would make you viral. But if you are comfortable with video content, that too, again, solid, good content. For LinkedIn, I think it's a mix of personal and professional. That's why I chose LinkedIn as a platform because I realized, because I had that stigma in my mind that it's a completely professional platform. You go to it when you're looking for a job. When I landed on the platform, I thought, no, wait. There are humans talking about normal experiences, their lessons, their failures, and their successes. Why am I missing out on this? So that's when I started writing on it. And I realized maybe this is the best platform for me because I am an ambivert. I haven't transformed into an extrovert even now. And as an ambivert, I'm very comfortable talking to people, even on text, expressing my emotions on text rather than video content. So I think if you are someone who wants to explore video, go for Instagram. If you're someone who wants to grow a personal brand in terms of personal and professional, come on LinkedIn. And I think Twitter is more for expressing your opinion. So have that as a side as well. If you're a, an opinionated person, you know, use Twitter to express yourself because a lot of people will be reading your tweets as well. So yeah, depends on your priorities. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about repurposing content? Uh, because, you know, for example, Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk often shares that you need to be everywhere on all social media. Uh, I, I think, yeah, it's a good approach when you have resources. Because personally, in 2020, I decided to grow my social media accounts. And I tried to be on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Pinterest, uh, name them. And, you know, uh, I felt. In most results, I felt I get like five followers a day, uh, uh, probably a hundred views, uh, not a lot. Uh, but then I switch all my attention to LinkedIn, uh, a little bit to YouTube, and I got results because of focusing on specific niche. And I think repurposing is a great way when you have resources. Gary V has. But he started on Twitter. He started to tweet uh, according to his uh, sharing. Uh, like seven years, he uh, tweeted uh, and replied to all comments about wine uh, because he promoted this brand for his uh, family business. So uh, can you tell how to repurpose content? Because if you are active on LinkedIn, I think with your awesome photos, you can do it on Instagram as well. I, I feel like I agree with you on this one. If you do have the resources, definitely try to grow everywhere. It's good because you're using less time, you know, you're wasting less time, you're getting an audience everywhere. But personally, my uh, where I lack is time. I do not have the time to be on various platforms because I always feel like even if I'm posting something, I'm not engaging with people. It's like I post and I ghost. And I do not like that. You know, personally, I feel guilty for doing that. I tried doing that on Twitter. 
But then I realized, no, it's all about creating a community. If I'm not able to go back to that app to read people's comments, their ideas, their opinions, there's no use of growing a community because eventually those people would realize that she's just coming, posting and going. She has no interest in communicating with us and they'll leave. So where am I, you know, getting the benefit out of it? So I thought, let's just ignore every other platform. Let's just focus on LinkedIn, grow as a person, as a personal brand. And when we are one, which is very, very solid, you'll automatically grow on all the other platforms. You know, then people yeah. would be looking for your uh, account, for your profiles and other platforms, even if you're not active. So I think that's my take on it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, many great influencers like Charlie D'Amelio, she grew on TikTok, then uh, mm -hmm. grew on YouTube and uh, Instagram, many other great uh, influencers because of uh, focusing. When you have mm -hmm. resources, you can do it in the right way because it's not only to share the same content. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You need to consider uh, users' preferences. People are different now on Facebook, on mm -hmm. LinkedIn, on YouTube. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Can you tell uh, how to uh, help companies that are looking for ways to grow on social media, but they have no resources, time and experience? Because, you know, um, I usually pay attention to SEO. I can provide SEO services, but I tell my customers, please grow your social media accounts. It's indirect factor. It's not like uh, it helps SEO, but uh, mm -hmm. it helps because many people check out social media accounts. They open and some of them are looking for discounts, uh, for uh, getting uh, more trust about your brand. And that's why it's important for SEO. You know, if people uh, bounce your website because your social media accounts uh, look suspicious, you know, without engagement, mm -hmm. without a loyal audience. Uh, and for me, social media is not only for SEO. It's more about, uh, it's another channel where people spend time, 30 minutes a day. So can you tell what companies without experience and uh, time can do on social media? Any insights about that? Okay, I love the question. It's so interesting. I'm thinking of companies which have a very solid social media marketing. And I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Obviously, I'm thinking of it behind, you know, while I'm talking. I think uh, as companies, you also need to have a brand of your own. Not You don't need to just be a company that is selling a product or a service. Just like an ordinary person who needs to have a personal brand, a company also needs to be a brand so that people trust it and they come back to every product you're selling, honestly. So for that to happen, you will have to create content. And if you don't have the resources, I think hire freelancers, maybe begin uh, in your own small team, start engaging with your audience so that they trust you as a brand. The biggest example I'm coming up with right now is Boat. If you know Boat, it's drastically growing in India and it's happening because it has a very solid social media marketing. And um, it's, it's built a brand where every teenager, because their target audience is teenagers and Gen Z, Every teenager knows about it. Every teenager is running after the brand. And that has happened because they've got their audience and they've built that trust with us that we are cheap, but we have brilliant quality and we'll be there for you ever, you know, forever, whenever the product goes wrong or whatever happens, we are there for you. And, and their page is very solid. So I think as a company, you will have to realize that you also need to be a brand because any audience, even if we talk about an older audience, the only factor which stays, which makes you loyal customers is trust. Nothing mm -hmm. else. 
and that trust on online platforms would only come if you show up every day maybe you know you'd have to figure that social media strategy out so yes mhm yeah awesome valuable okay let's talk about uh, consistency can you tell uh, how to be consistent for example according to gary vaynerchuk uh, he uh, shares that you need to post as much as possible if he can 24 hours 24 times a day he probably did but uh, yeah it, it depends on time uh, uh, according to many other influencers i see they are not consistent like gary v because they have other resources to get followers for example uh, on their businesses or speaking on conferences so they they grow audience but uh, it's not like to be consistent on social media can you tell how to find the balance between be being like Gary Vee to post as much as possible and uh, some influencers that, for example, like Cristiano Ronaldo. He doesn't post a lot, but uh, he plays football. People love it. He want to know more about him, open Instagram and can follow him. Any insights about uh, the balance between that? I think, uh, firstly, it, it is important that you're consistent. I won't say every day, every hour of the day. I don't think that's feasible. And eventually, you won't even be as authentic as you are because you will just be focusing on creating as much content as possible. So the quality would go down drastically. And that will not help you achieve the goal that you're looking for. But consistency in terms of a middle path where you at least post thrice a week, that's the goal I set for myself. Even when I feel like I'm drained and drowned in work, I'm like, no, I also need to be consistent here. Otherwise, I'll regret it later. You know, these 15 minutes of laziness would just maybe bother me later on. Why am I doing this? So I think I've kept the, uh, my goal is three times a week at least. And I've stepped to it for all the people who are listening to this. If it helps, at least keep that middle goal. just because you also need to be accountable otherwise all of us are we do procrastinate we are all humans we get tired and we feel like we'll burn out and we leave stuff and that might cost a lot of opportunities but in terms of posting every day not at all i think if you have a personal brand like you were talking about cristiano ronaldo people want to also look at you in your spheres you know when you're not writing content what are you up to so i think people also connect with that you don't really need to create a lot of content every day give value every day even if you are your own person even if i'm playing football and not posting when i do post about it people will be like wow she's also focusing on her thing so i think it comes down to what you want to show about yourself for me i always show that i am an entrepreneur so even when i'm going for a drive with my organization i'm not posting about it immediately i i take my own sweet time to post about it even if it's like a week later and people get to know oh she was there the last week that's why she didn't post and people appreciate it so i think it's letting your audience know and also keeping yourself accountable mhm nice nice great uh sami decided to leave us and but i have so important questions you touched about quality and quantity i'm interested about the balance between them because quality is subjective nobody knows it's quality or not you know sometimes a few sentences can be quality because people love this content they engage share uh, sometimes you can create nice looking design a lot of text but nobody cares you know it's not quality so uh, i don't know how to find the balance between quality and quantity but i found quantity can help you know when you create a lot of content you can improve confidence you can get experience how to create content so tell your tips how to improve quality during the way uh, and what do you think about finding the balance between quality and quantity 
So I think initially I agree to you uh, when you're starting out, I think focus on quantity because you're also learning. And if you continue to just feel like I have to put out the perfect content, you won't be able to. I've done that. <laughs> I've waited for two to three months to even put out the first piece of content because I thought it's not perfect enough. Uh, where you know the quality aspect comes into the picture i think when you're starting out focus on quantity you'll gradually learn what works for you what is not working for you and you'll also improve on how you express yourself and that will when your quality will improve so i think initially quantity gradually quality because once you you know you keep on posting the algorithm detects you you reach out to the people and then you learn how to write actually that's when you get a community and that's when you mm-hmm. then focus on only providing quality and not quantity. That's mm-hmm. when you just, you know, you continue to build that brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. I, I remember the best tip that I got about uh, filming videos uh, was uh, to film 100 bad videos. You know, when you have 100 bad videos, <laughs> so you mm-hmm. have experience to film videos, then you can think more about quality. Uh, because without experience it's hard to create perfect content uh, it's impossible to create perfect content but you have the goal to uh, create perfect mm-hmm. content you now to go ahead and you mentioned about uh, perfect enough can you explain more about that <laughs> what does it mean perfect <laughs> enough for you i think uh, i was when i was starting out on linkedin i was just thinking about would people want to read this is this socially appropriate is my opinion sounding too rude is it sounding perfect you know all the self-doubt and the uh, decreasing self-esteem had come into the picture and i did not post for two months because i was thinking of how i could improve this post to be the best one ever and that's now i realize and when i look at it and i'm like why did i do that i wasted two months of my time in one single post when it didn't even have to be perfect you know perfect in terms of I don't know what standard I was judging it that back then but I think I was constantly feeling like what if people don't like the content so I was fearing that um, judgment and that fear of failure but now that I look back at it I always tell people don't do that because all of us have the tendency to do that especially initially I don't think you should do that you're just wasting your time get started with it you'll gradually learn everything on your journey mm-hmm. nice nice okay let's talk about testing uh, can you tell how to test that uh, something works, something doesn't work, and uh, in order to find the best approach? Okay, so firstly, when you're starting out, you have to have your pillars in place. I talk about this everywhere. It's something I'm passionate about. So, you know, if I you feel the energy, you should know I'm very passionate about this. So when you're, when you're starting out, two to three uh, ideas or topics you would obviously have in mind which you are extremely passionate about write them down you do not want to forget them and you do not want to just randomly niche down because you'll eventually realize what am i supposed to talk about one specific topic forever so have two to three topics you're passionate about stick to them and then have your pillars you know do i want to create informative content do i want to create emotional content do i want to create you know stories in terms of my personal experiences plus connecting it to storytelling do i want to give social proof and then experiment with all of these pillars on your post. And that's when you'll realize, okay, which one of these is doing well? Do more of that and then see what your community is loving about it and then get feedback. I did this. Um, three months I experimented thoroughly with my content. I realized people like to hear my personal experiences. I reached out to 10 people from my follower list and I said, give me feedback. This is an anonymous list, even if it wasn't. <laughs> I wanted to know what they were telling me, but I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. So I said, this is anonymous. Give your feedback. I would love to know where I should improve. And that's how I started. So I think 
experimenting and the, you know seeing the numbers first then getting the actual feedback and connecting them can help you understand what works for you nice awesome awesome uh once i had a conversation with jim edwards he worked uh, 10 years in business insider he started on this company from scratch then uh companies were sold for 500 million dollars thousand employees a big company and you know he told me uh their success depends on creating non-boring content so uh, business is boring niche you know uh business development many other things it's boring but they decided to create non-boring content that's why people love it uh, google uh, ranks well uh, social media uh, shares a lot about their mm -hmm. content uh, they have uh, a million people who uh, consume this content so can you tell how to create non-boring content that people are not boring because you know the reason why i'm asking about that many business books for example i love reading books but i found that many books are good for sleeping you know when you have problems <laughs> with sleeping you can take this book to read a little bit sleep well all night you don't need pills you can save money uh, by uh, buying uh, any medicine stuff you know so any insights about creating non-boring content I think that's a very fun question. I do not have the answer to that. I would love to know because a lot of times I feel like, am I also creating boring content? So I don't know the answer to that, but it's also about experimenting with your own personal style. I've done that. Initially, I used to write very, very connected posts, which were just about my emotions. Gradually, I learned people want to know what was the lesson out of it, not just what I was feeling in that moment. So I gradually realized maybe just talking about emotions is boring content. Value giving and getting lessons out of an experience is maybe non-boring content. So I've gradually transitioned in my own way. But I don't think I've reached the point where everything is non-boring because I feel like everybody has have so many different subjective interpretations of everything. Maybe when I'm talking right now, people are like, what is she talking? She's so boring. <laughs> but maybe a lot of people are like, oh, this is such non-boring content. So I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it depends on personality. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's better to be yourself. When you play yourself, mm -hmm. then... Uh, uh, for your audience is not boring <laughs> for uh, people who are not interested with your personality it's boring that's okay follow someone else we have choices mm -hmm. today okay i have the question about common mistakes can you list mistakes that people still do on linkedin why they can't grow and how to find a much better way Okay, so a lot of mistakes, honestly, I have made all of them. So I actually write them down so that I do not go back to them. Uh, the number one would be just posting and ghosting, as I call it. You post, you do not see your comments, you do not engage with other people and you expect yourself mm -hmm. to grow. It would not happen. Neither on any other platform, honestly, but specifically LinkedIn, where people are talking in the comments. You know, when you see comments, you realize they're pretty active and you want to add your opinions. You want to take those opinions. If you don't, you will not grow in the long term. Even if you get a lot of followers from that one post, you will realize they are gradually losing interest. So do not post and ghost. Second is be very consistent in terms of, again, minimum, keep a minimum standard for yourself, stick to it, keep yourself accountable because algorithms work that way that even if you're writing some beautiful content, it might not reach the right audience just because you did not get the reach out of it and you did not get that reach because you weren't consistent. So I think the second thing would be be very consistent. Third is do not follow everyone and all trends. Honestly, I have never. 
I have rarely followed any trends because I've realized being yourself, being what you are and connecting it to your story is much more important than writing about trends because eventually trends mean that there are a lot of opinions on it and it might backfire. I've realized from observing a lot of people that trends can get you a lot of success or a lot of trolls. You don't want to get in the middle of that just because you need a little bit of success. I think focus on yourself and you will have a more larger and a greater shot at becoming successful. So yes, I think those are the three main lessons I've learned and mistakes that people make still. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, people usually uh, leave more comments if you reply to the previous comments. Uh, according to some data, six times more uh, people leave comments if uh, they uh, got reply before. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. And it's hard to find time to reply to comments. But if you want to grow, then do it. If you don't, leave it <laughs> go to <laughs> another place you know <laughs> uh, people need attention so it's better to share this attention okay let's talk about you can you tell if you started today from scratch you know you you made mistakes uh i you know i personally made a lot of mistakes i keep doing them you know but you know it's life uh, i remember when elon musk told about mistakes he told if you don't make mistakes you're not innovative enough and for me it's important to make mistakes to learn from them but uh, let's imagine you started from scratch what will you do today to learn more about linkedin marketing uh i think i would firstly just start writing like get on it right on that very moment the moment i'm getting an idea Secondly, would be engaging with a lot of people who are in my similar niche just because I want to network with them. Again, I realize this very late. Now I do it. I reach out to a lot of people because I'm interested in them as people because I'm like, wow, this is a great story. Tell me about it. But I never did that earlier because like I said, I was an introvert and I was like, I'm not even talking to people in my real life. How am I supposed to talk to people online? So it was a very difficult transition for me. But I think if I was starting right now, I would do that instantly. I would reach out to people who are leaders in my niche and I would just talk to them, you know, network with them, learn about them and just start out. So yes, I think two things I would only do. I would start the minute I get on the platform and engage with a lot of leaders without worrying what if I don't get a reply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, I think you need to start your podcast, you know, <laughs> to, to speak with people like on this podcast, because yeah. It's a great way to build relationships. Can you tell your methods how to build relationships with others? Because, you know, uh, today it's hard to go ahead alone. But if you have loyal audience, if you help, if you, uh, it's, it's not only to reply to their comments. It's more mm -hmm. to having this relationship. Any insights about that? I think it's very difficult, honestly, because um, all of us are talking to different people. You know, our audiences are very, very different. So I don't think there'll be a short, short answer to it. But I just think um, that you should get to know their stories as well. Like I was saying, I got, you know, I sent like this feedback form to around 10, 15 people. And I felt like they felt appreciated. And that's how our relationship was formed. Even when I meet, you know, fellow creators offline, I'm like, I have to build a very good relation with them. Not just in terms of a very philosophical relation that, oh, we've met, so now we are friends, but as in as genuine human beings. Because when you have a human connection, then online and offline really doesn't matter. Because then 
you're not just creating and consuming each other's content but you're actually talking to each other as friends or maybe best friends i have found best friends from my community uh, so i think connecting with people is very difficult but try to be relatable in your own way do not go out of the way to be relatable that <clears throat> people can make out so i mm-hmm. think stick to your own self but also try to like connect with people and start talking i did that i did not talk to a lot of people so i think start talking and you will realize that wow there are different personalities you have to connect with different people in different ways and meet people offline nice nice awesome awesome okay i have the question about the future uh can you forecast the future what kind of future will be in social media because you know many things are coming metaverse augmented reality i don't know uh what will be but uh i get the question is it good idea to grow on linkedin on instagram or any other platform because future will be different and we need to change habits any insights about that i think uh, the future would still have social media as a forerunner of personal branding or humanly connections or even influence in general So I think social media is here to stay. I don't think that AI or metaverse will replace it. I think metaverse and AI will become massive players of the growing industries and maybe you actually end up being creators on metaverse. Who knows? So I think continue and stick to content creation how it will transform in the future is something which we'll we'll see you know because whenever someone asks me you know what will be the future if chat gpt takes over and like it's an interesting question but maybe it helps me as well so why assume that they would replace us instead mm-hmm. maybe you you know you are able to use that trending technology and grow even more so i think yeah that would be my prediction i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know i i think uh in the future um i when i retire you know i hire ai to keep doing this podcast and you will have this conversation with ai anatoly you know <laughs> who will ask all questions probably we'll see uh just kidding okay uh i have the final question about uh you your goals your plans what are you going to do in 2023 uh, and many other years uh, so any insights uh, you got it your passion but your goals uh, how you are going to grow i think i'm still figuring it out you know the moment i hear this question i have this moment of existential crisis where i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to do but i will stick to social impact in throughout my life i think i will stick to it to the very core whether it's social impact in terms of breaking taboos whether it's social impact in terms of sustainable development but i will stick to it and um, i don't know i want in the future i want to just be a more confident and happier person i'm pretty happy in general like i'm usually always smiling but i think in terms of also being very mentally happy where i i don't have to worry because i'm a very anxious person you know i have my moments where i'm extremely anxious about anything and everything so in the next 10 years i would want to just be a happier person who is still working in social impact and who would hopefully get featured in forbes that's my dream that's my ultimate dream in life and i'm just i i would love to work towards that nice nice awesome awesome love it love it palak it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you i love your content uh, guys you need to follow palak on linkedin because you can see a lot of valuable insights future will be fine 
when you follow, keep learning from Palak. Tell the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. I think I am always open to connect on LinkedIn. So yes, that's the only platform I'm active on. <laughs> nice, nice. Guys, you can find uh, the link to LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. I love all your insights. Welcome back anytime uh, to share more value. Uh, and guys, thanks for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.